Hallelujah! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah! We welcome all of you once again to our video worship as we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Easter, also called Good Shepherd Sunday. And it is my prayer once again as your pastor that God will bless us so that very soon we will be able to meet face to face once again here in our beloved house of God at Beautiful Savior. Until then, the peace of the Lord be with you all. Christian friends rejoice and sing now is the triumph of our King to all the world that news we bring Alleluia 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 The Lord of In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lord Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock and one shepherd. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Lord, we truly have wandered away from our shepherd like lost sheep. We have sinned in what we have done and in what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, 
we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. Yet you sent your son Jesus to be our Savior. Since Jesus is also God himself in human flesh and blood, he has become our true shepherd, going out into the wilderness to find us when we were lost, and who then brings us home rejoicing. Forgive our wandering sins. Dear Lord, and let us rejoice every day over the Savior who has found us when we were lost. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. And may the Lord who has begun this good work in us bring it to completion on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, merciful Father, since you have wakened from death the shepherd of your sheep, grant us your Holy Spirit that when we hear the voice of our shepherd, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading for this fourth Sunday of Easter is from the book of Acts, chapter 2. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading for this Sunday is from St. Peter's first letter, chapter 2. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. And the gospel for this day is from John chapter 10, and this also serves as the basis for our message this morning. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. 
So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. This is the gospel of the Lord.
Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God upon which we base our message this morning on this Good Shepherd Sunday uh, is the Gospel from uh, John chapter 10, which you heard read before. I recall just these words. I am the Good Shepherd. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who died and rose again, so that all of our sins are forgiven and that eternal life is guaranteed to us, dear friends. These words of St. John this morning from chapter 10 put before us a metaphor. The metaphor is a figure of speech of the English language. I'll give you an example. Uh, some of my kids, uh, my grandkids in high school were fast runners, uh, cross-country runners, and you might say, oh, there goes Josh. He's a rabbit. Well, Josh is not really a rabbit, but he's fast like one. Uh, in Holy Scripture, one time Jesus, speaking of wicked King Herod, said, Herod, that fox... Well, Herod really wasn't a fox, but he was sly and cunning. Today we hear Jesus say, I am the good shepherd. Now we know that has to be a metaphor because Jesus, during his earthly ministry, wasn't a shepherd. He was a carpenter and an itinerant preacher. And so this is a metaphor, I am the good shepherd. Now I have to confess to you that... Um, Throughout my entire life, I have always been a city slicker, don't know anything about the country, don't know anything about farms. And so uh, when I was looking at this uh, verse from Scripture, I have to remind myself, what does this have to do with shepherds and sheep? Because, you know, I can walk around all of the blocks here at Copps Park and look for some shepherds and never find any. We don't have any shepherd shops around here. Well, you know, if all else fails, what you do is you go to the good old Internet so I went to the internet and I plugged in Milwaukee County Shepherds. And this is what came up. Milwaukee County Board of Supervisors, the Shepherd Express, German Shepherds, Australian Shepherds, a breed of herding dogs, and Good Shepherd Lutheran Church of Plover, Wisconsin. But no shepherds. Now, I don't want to be too facetious today, but um, if the disciples of Jesus' day knew nothing about the Internet or Zoom or iPads or television screens, what's to say that we know anything about shepherds 2,000 years ago? I am the good shepherd. That's a metaphor. But in Jesus' words before us, there's also a metaphor. Sheep. Well, as I mentioned before, being a city slicker and not a, a country kid, I don't know much about sheep except I had a congregation years back where we visited a farmer, one of the members of our congregation, and he did have sheep. And all I remember is when you went to the sheep pen, boy, it really smelled in there. Well, I found out a little uh, more about sheep uh, because a while back I went and visited the owner uh, of a petting zoo. Uh, it happened to be, I don't know, at State Fair or someplace, petting zoo. 
And I said, uh, tell me a little bit about that sheep there. He said, sir, you see that stone on the ground? That stone is smarter than a sheep. I said, well, can you give me some other adjectives that might describe sheep? He said, sure, here's a whole bunch. Dirty, greasy, smelly, loud, pushy, skittish, don't listen to any commands, so they are all very offensive, and they are completely helpless if there's ever a problem. I said, sir, but can you give me any good uh, description, any good qualities of sheep? He says, not that I can think of. The metaphor is you and I are sheep, offensive and defenseless, offensive to our God so many times by thought, word, and deed, and completely defenseless against our arch enemy, the devil, who is walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You see, once you recognize who you are, that's repentance. And once you recognize who you are, then you finally recognize your need for the good shepherd. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Let's take a look at uh, some of the characteristics of what it took to be a shepherd in Bible days. What would it be like to be a shepherd in such a dirty business, constantly watching out for noisy, smelly, rebellious animals, trying to give them love? They don't give you any love back. It certainly would take a lot of patience. God in Lamentations. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I think being a shepherd in Bible days would also be a job that took a lot of commitment. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. You see, when you are a shepherd, you not only worked the first shift, but also the second and the third. You had to stay up all night with the sheep, so no wild animals would come or no thieves would steal. And of course, there was always the uh, shepherd equipment that they had uh, to show again that they were courageous. They carried that staff with a hook on the end for rescuing an animal, a knife on the other end defending against wolves or thieves. And then there was a slingshot that they knew how to use. It was just sort of like a rifle or a gun. You had to be self-sacrificing as a shepherd, putting another's interests before your own all the time. I think those were some of the characteristics of an ancient shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. But why did he come? Ezekiel tells us, For this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. I will pasture them. You see, nobody else could do the job that needed to be done, so Jesus came to do it himself. All the Old Testament prophets, the Old Testament, you might say, religious shepherds, and all the religious shepherds of Jesus' day were wrecking the message. Standing before them now was Jesus. He said, I am the good shepherd. 
This was not the first time, nor would it be the last time that Jesus said, I am. Jesus also said, I am the gate. I am the light of the world. I am the vine, you are the branches. I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the bread of life. Now his listeners knew exactly what Jesus was saying because they knew their Old Testament. When Moses was standing before that burning bush and God was calling him to lead the children of Israel out of slavery from Egypt, Moses asked him, but if I go to, to your people and they ask, well, what's the name of this God? What should I tell them? And God said, you tell them, I am that I am. I am sent you. I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And as he spoke those words, his listeners knew exactly what he was saying. He was referring to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Jesus was saying as he stood before them, I am Lord and God come in human flesh to rescue you. Did the people understand what Jesus meant and what he was saying? You bet they did. John chapter 10. At these words, the Jews were again divided. Many of them said he is demon-possessed and he is raving mad. Why listen to him? We are not trying to stone you for any of these, replied the Jews, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Later at Pentecost, when Peter preached, he said, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. So either Jesus was and is a madman claiming to be God, or else he is Lord God. Of course, you and I know that Jesus backed up his claims. He said, I lay down my life for the sheep. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. And so Jesus died, and he came back to life. And why is all of that so significant? Because as St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. If Christ Jesus was only a mere man who came into this world to try to make things better, to tell us to, how to live at peace with one another and be kind to animals, then all of this stuff that we do as Christians is foolishness and about as temporary as the tulips in my spring garden. But Jesus is both Lord and God who came into our world to suffer things a whole lot worse than COVID-19 or cancer. He came as a human to sweat blood and to be whipped and to bleed and to be nailed to a cross and to die and to come back to life as the complete substitute 
and punishment victim for your sins and mine. All of our earthly life, whatever your job is, whatever your lot in life is, it's all tempered by those facts. What he did, what we are, what we will be. Christ has died, Christ is risen, come will, Christ will come again. But you know, there's still more to this metaphor, and that is that the good shepherd has the power to change things. Now, back in Bible days, if a good shepherd spent enough time in love with his sheep from the time that they were little lambs, he could actually transform their natural characteristics from skittish, rebellious runaways into pets. If a shepherd treated his little lambs tenderly day after day, year after year, they would eventually learn to follow him and to recognize his voice. And so he wouldn't have to drive his sheep they would actually follow him as he led them. Now I confess, I don't want to be a sheep, but I do want to be one of Jesus' sheep. Psalm 28, the Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. You see, I need Jesus to carry me when I just can't anymore. I need to know that I'm safe in this chaotic world. Psalm 100. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. You see, I need to know that I have a Savior that does not look at his flock as a generic pile of wool, but that he individually loves me. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And he loves me every day the same, even calls me by my name. You know, there's one last metaphor in Holy Scripture that Scripture gives us about shepherds and sheep. And it's one that every time I read it, it's something that almost blows your mind. Revelation chapter 7, talking about heaven. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. In heaven, the Lamb is the shepherd. The one who will watch over you for all eternity is the Lamb of God, sacrificed on the altar of the cross, who lives again. Why? As Isaiah says, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. 
He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. Because the lamb is the shepherd, we can confidently say, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul, St. Peter says. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. And God grant that for Jesus' sake. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. With all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, let us lift up our prayers before the Lord, saying, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for our congregation, that we may know afresh an assembly that shares with each other, meets together often for the breaking of bread, and lives with glad and generous hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for those who suffer and for those who bear the burdens of others, especially for those who do so to follow Christ who left us an example that we should follow in his steps. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for God's kingdom coming, taking seriously that the Lord has other sheep who are not of his fold, and he wants us all to be one flock with one shepherd. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for those who are thieves and robbers, who care nothing for God's sheep, that they also may enter through the door to the sheepfold. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for those who are caregivers, that they may see in their time shared with others your calling to sustain us as we live for others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for those who mourn, that they may see and know that love never ends because you love us without end. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Blessings and honor and power and glory be to our God forever and ever. Amen. 
Amen. And we join together in praying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. And now, may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.